0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Higher Points Podcast. I'm Nick Sauer sitting here in the studio with my buddy Nate Hyatt. Uh we're here to save the world one podcast at a time. We're gonna uh just uh regale you with everything it is to solve all the world's problems, as we usually do every week. You know, if you know, if the Biden administration would just listen to us, everything would be solved, everything'd be perfect, we'd be good to go.
1: Be a utopia.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. We're, we're 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 not that. Great. We got some ideas. But I think they need to be tempered with other ideas as well. Yes. <laughs> so uh it's gonna be kind of a, a shorter podcast. Uh, number one, we're both tired. We we're both just talking about trying to take a nap before we even did the podcast.
1: We messed up and decided to eat a big ass dinner right before once we came again in here.
0: Like what would we do that? Did we do that last time or two podcasts ago?
1: Uh last time. Yeah. Mark it, my words. We Next don't.
0: time we will
1: Podcast and then eat.
0: We didn't listen <laughs> to ourselves. <laughs> See, the, so we don't even listen to ourselves, let alone getting other people to listen to us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but, okay, so so one of the things that uh, I wanted to talk about was, so if you remember with Bill Howard, he came in and we were talking about like active killer incidences. And, um, and so w- what's interesting is, is you kind of hear like that first like media news blitz And then, of course, the politicians write it saying that we need to, you know, ban guns and all this other kind of stuff. And then it kind of goes to the wayside and you really never hear about it again unless you go looking for it. Mm -hmm. And so and I think that's kind of a problem. Like, I don't I understand the idea behind maybe not releasing some of these people's manifestos because now you're just kind of playing into like promoting their ego. Yeah, because. That might, I could see the argument where that might further other killers to want to kill because I now have a platform. I can Mm -hmm. be heard. I can be seen. I know that everything that I write down, everything that I record is going to get released. So I'm not exactly sure how to temper that, but we can't live where no one knows that information. Like, once in a while, you'll see, like, a detective or a sergeant or someone that's been involved in those kinds of things that will, like, make this, like, speaking tour around America. But it's, like, way old information at that time. Yeah. Like, we could learn so much and spread that information far and wide. When we say way old, I
1: mean, it's, like. Two or three years after the fact, after the cases are closed. Yes.
0: Well, and that's after the case is closed, which that could take years in and of itself. Yeah. And uh, especially if there's somebody to prosecute, because something like that, like you're not going to trial on that case not, till at least a year, if not closer to two these days. Um, and so that it, there's so much that's lost in that information and it not getting out to you know like i'm not saying to law enforcement only because again then it seems like there's no transparency um so so i get the dichotomy of the decision but what i'm getting at is that tennessee shooter that we talked about or excuse me killer that we talked about with um bill howard um there was a lot that went well for law enforcement in that one and uh well anyway they they released a f- the, like a few pages of the manifesto um the Louder with like Crowder guy, I think, was his name. Um, he was the one that kind of posted some of them first, uh, which is also interesting to me because have you ever noticed, I was thinking about this on the way here, I was thinking to myself, like, why is this not mainstream news? Like, why is this not being talked about? You know, mm-hmm. like, why is this not being plastered like it normally is? And I got to thinking to myself, like, have you ever noticed, regardless of what whatever your favorite news program is, that they're all pretty well talking about the same things yeah and they kind of follow the same news cycles the same things the same topics like it used to be but that... it's just
1: i mean it's just agree or disagree on either side you know yes yeah. it's,
0: it's but it used to be that they were actually trying to go out and find real news and they were trying to be the f- first person that broke that story right like because then you get more viewers that way what
1: i just had a light bulb go off in my head oh
0: um you gave me a really weird look there. I was like, "Whoa, um, but anyway, so like they're always doing like the same things and they're not reporting so it's almost like who is actually behind this stuff that, hey, you're gonna report on this today. Like all you're gonna do is you're gonna talk about you know the the hunter laptop story, and that's it, right? And then you know and and I'm not saying that's not important, but like when things like this, when things like this uh manifesto come out, why is that not now also newsworthy where at the very least people are aware that it happened? Why, why does it have to be broken by like a Crowder guy, which I'm sure he's trying to do the same thing of, you know, trying to get as many views and and stuff as possible. So Mm -hmm. he's, he's, but at the very least he's posting it to where you can at least have a conversation. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about in, you know, like, like, Today, at least in my portion, you know, you had the light bulb. But before that light bulb goes out, what'd you have there?
1: I actually don't know if we can talk about this. Oh, I was gonna talk about the coalition and stuff a little bit.
0: Oh, but um, so it was one of those things where, like, when when this stuff releases, like, let's talk about it. So let's just get into it. So one of the first pages was um, one thing I'm not gonna do is is say the the killer's name because they're they're a murderer and they don't deserve any extra. But I just kind of wanted to go over um, uh, the killer had made like this schedule for their day when uh, according to these posts, now keeping in mind, I'm I'm just gathering this from a, an internet search, right I, I have not I don't know the authenticity of this. I don't know if this came from a law enforcement officer. like I don't know. I just got it from that that Crowder guy's Twitter. Um, which it makes sense because the, – this. let me just read through it. And it'll make sense to give it some of its authenticity. But anyway, it says – so it says uh, a death day is the page, and it's like a schedule. So 6.30 looks like to be the wake-up time. It just says desired next to it, 7, get dressed, 7.05 to 8.55, and it says something that's covered with a sticky note with stuffed animals and possessions. So I don't know if that's like just kind of getting your possessions ready to be – you know, distributed out to other people, like I would assume. Um, 9 a.m., eat breakfast at home with a heart around the home. 9.30, pack up special belongings and backpacks. Well, we can only assume what those special belongings are. Uh, 9.50, so we're doing some kind of the final testing here. Test knife car glass breakers So uh, on dad's old car. So there was the thought process here that, okay, the doors are likely going to be locked at wherever I go. So I now need to bring something with me to now break glass. So with that in mind, if you're listening to this and you're a business owner or school administrator, etc., um, they make different coatings for the glass. Like they make like 3M makes one, other companies make one to where you can shoot at it, you can hit it, etc., and it just maintains its strength with this, this film coating that they've got on it. So um, you can use that to kind of help fortify some of those windows. Um, it says 10 am leave for Royal range. don't know what that is. It says 19 to 20 minutes. 1020 uh, am gear up and set up guns in trunk assemble and get out vest. Uh, it says with mags inside. So the piece that I've gathered from this is number one, this killer had thought through the gear and it says guns. so we now have multiple different guns, but they've also got a vest. Now we don't know does that vest include? armor does it include kevlar does it include include ceramic plates metal plates we don't know and that's one of the things that i was trying to train our officers on at the last force on force shooting event was i had them strip off everything that said that they were a cop so i had them strip off their 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 badges they stripped off their police stuff they 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 weren't allowed to wear like hoodies that had like police or anything down the arms nothing that had badges on the arms I basically stripped them of their identity of a police officer, and then I had them shoot at each other, which was like a normal, like a normal training evolution. Because now you're shooting, this is force on force. Keep in mind, paint marker bullets, and you're you're shooting each other, which accomplishes multiple goals. It's a living, breathing, thinking human individual that's now moving. We're not shooting this like stationary, you know, cardboard paper thing, and. I told them, I said, why do you guys think I had you strip that police thing off? And they're like, you know, of course, most of them got the target identification side, right? Like we need to make sure that we're positively identifying our target. We're not just shooting a person with a gun because we may be shooting a good guy. We need to make sure that we're looking for things like badges and patches and all that other kind of stuff. And then when we don't see it and we don't know, like, you know, this is probably the person that we need to, you know, with keeping in mind totality of circumstances. But this is likely who I need to engage. But i said but the other piece here is and it when as we're seeing here in this instance with this um with this this man, manifesto thing right here of the schedule is this person had multiple guns and had a vest so if they have a vest they're going to be dressed looking similar to a law enforcement officer now in this case if you saw pictures of the killer uh, they did not you know they definitely did not look like a law enforcement officer but what i was getting at is you may be shooting someone in a vest mm-hmm. like so get used to that idea and if they've got a vest like that on and all you brought with you was a pistol what should we probably now consider you know okay we probably should consider you know shots to the face we should probably consider shots to the hips you know those areas because if if they're wearing a kevlar vest keeping in mind there's different levels to the kevlar but our our pistol rounds may not go through it Um, If they're wearing ceramic or metal, they're definitely not going through it. So now we need to start thinking about, okay, I need to make shots somewhere other than center mass. Mm -hmm. Um, So just getting people to work through that. So just breaking this down here. um, I I wonder if this leaving for Royal Range thing was a place where a person, where this killer could go. And set up all these guns and get all get set up, get get kitted up, get all their guns out and get ready to go without raising any alarm bells. Mm -hmm. Either that or, because it says 19 to 20 minutes. Like you're not getting all of that out and going out and getting a quote unquote warm up shoot in in 19, 20 minutes and then leaving. So my guess would be that you went to this Royal Range to.
1: Maybe the guns were there and they just grabbed them.
0: So that well, it says it says pack up special belongings at nine thirty that morning before going there. Mm-hmm. So I mean, of, of course, of course, special belongings could mean some of those stuffed animals.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, it's just weird to me that they openly say guns later, but they say special belongings. That's true. And, you know, why wouldn't they just Makes say sense. guns?
0: Makes sense. Um, well, we're also keep in mind we're trying to sit here and now make sense of a mentally ill person. Mm-hmm. You know, this is someone that doesn't make sense that is not rooted in in real life. Yeah. So we're trying to make sense of that. Um, so there is some conjecture here. But I, I seriously think they, that they went to the range to, that person went to the range to you know, basically set up and you don't raise any red flags. Like if you see people getting out with guns and a bunch of kit and stuff at a range, you don't think anything of it. Mm-hmm. Just normal. Um, so then, after the ten twenty gearing and setting up, eleven twenty final videotape ten minutes. So that was from eleven twenty to eleven thirty. There's also something that we haven't seen there, so um, which probably is not a bad thing. I mean, guess it just depends on what the content of that is. So eleven thirty-five a.m. Leave for Covenant School, which uh, so it looks like that's a twenty-five minute drive. Twelve is arrive at Covenant, uh, and it says in parentheses check parking lot for security. And so I thought that was interesting to me because I've always thought of the, the active killer situation from a proactive preventative stance. Um, I'd heard in this one. I haven't seen anything. It hasn't been confirmed by law enforcement or anything that I know of that I've searched that this killer chose this school because its security wasn't as good as another school. They'd chosen another school that they wanted to go to, but it didn't. It, it The security was too good.
1: Didn't this person go to that school when they were younger?
0: Uh, I'd heard the covenant. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'd heard that. Um, but I don't know. I, I really honestly don't know. Um, and so I thought it was interesting because it says in parentheses here, uh, leave for covenant school, check parking lot for security. So, uh, you know, I've always thought that, you know, so Sterling police department, we've always been very active in the schools. We're always in there multiple times a day. Um, you know, in and out of there. Sometimes we'll spend five minutes. There's a, there's other times that we'll spend an hour or more. You know, it just kind of depends. And, it, you know, we're in and out, different times of the day, different. So, it's like, you know, you're basically systematically unsystematic, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. You're not on any type of a schedule. Um, this is also why school resource officers are really good and important in schools. Because now you know that there's a gun on scene for the whole school day. So, well, you might choose a different school as a result.
1: For certain schools, yes. But, like... I know some schools, they, they have four buildings, and there's only one resource officer for all four buildings. Yeah,
0: but again, if I am, I am a cowardly killer that I want to kill as many people as possible, and I don't want anyone to get in my way because I have so much rage that I have to unleash it, I'm going to go somewhere where I can do the most damage as quickly as possible and get the highest body count. If I know there's another gun on scene, I might choose somewhere else as a result. Mm -hmm. Might. Might being the operative word there. And that's just what I'm getting at is proactive stances of if you're a law enforcement agency and you are not present and active in your schools, you are doing your community a significant disservice. You need to at least be there walking around, saying hi, whatever. There's multiple things that you get about this. Well,
1: you establish a good, positive relationship with those young kids. You know... When I was in high school, the only time that cops were ever there.
0: Yeah. When something bad happened.
1: Something bad was happening or the drug dogs were in the parking lot or they were like setting up a checkpoint outside the parking lot, making sure we were pulling them with our seat seatbelts on and getting us tickets. Yeah. You know, so it's instantly it's like we've got that negative connotation and that leaves an impression on people, you know. And so I agree, like having people in there, not only for the security aspect of it, but just getting those young, impressionable people, positive influence from law enforcement, you know?
0: Yeah. And, and just being proactive at just kind of every school event too, not just the school buildings as well. Um, yeah. and, and so, so then maybe this person, when they see the security is in the uh, area, well, maybe you, so like for instance, it says right here, check parking lot for security, right? Well, if this killer were to have seen somebody that was security on scene, they probably would have aborted mission. Mm-hmm. And at the very least, You've maybe, you've gotten it away from your area. It could happen somewhere else. And I'm not saying that I want it to happen anywhere else. I don't want it to happen at all. but Or, at the very least, you've delayed it by a day. And who knows where a law enforcement agency might have been in an investigation here. They just didn't have enough. I've done these investigations where you're doing threat assessments. They're tough. Mm-hmm and And rightfully so, the government it shouldn't the government shouldn't just be able to search your computer and your phone and all these other kind of things. It's yeah. very subjective and getting warrants to be able to do like search warrants on people's Facebooks and phones and stuff is hard again, rightfully so very fine with that when you're doing these threat assessments because a judge is going to be like, "Well, how do you know they're actually a threat?" You know it's very subjective mm-hmm. so so who knows where a law enforcement agency was in this investigation prior to This So if you have security and you delay it by a day, you may have just saved a day to where they can go in and proactively apprehend this person Yep, and you can save lives. So 1205, it says arrive in designated parking space, which is interesting to me. Um, They had a specific parking space chose out and I'm not sure why. Um, I don't know if that's just a – because you kind of go from like this day is very – methodical and tedious so maybe this is just like we're making sure that we've got our day completely planned out and that we're in control of every facet
1: maybe that's where they parked or they were in school
0: that could be um and uh well also it could be the whole i'm not in control of anything in my life i've lost control so this is like one of the things i can be in control of Mm -hmm. including pulling the trigger
1: well and maybe it's the because was it like was she she right i'm not sure yeah they hit them well they were probably not planning on were they planning on escaping or were they planning on dying
0: most most plan to die and they most plan to die by suicide okay
1: i guess collecting your belongings and writing all this stuff you know it
0: you know that you're dying one way or another like sense. this is a one-way trip
1: yeah so that is interesting that the parking spot's so specific
0: yeah um And then it says 1206 to 1210, prepare for attack. And then 12, like 11, it's kind of scribbly, uh, lock and load all weapons. And then it's like, it looks like 1237, but uh, I'm not sure there. But anyway, it says open fire uh, towards. I have no. Open. Oh, towards southwest entrance. Open fire towards southwest entrance. Um. I don't know. Can you see what that says down there in the bottom in that, like, dark place? Can you, uh, like, say what that is? It looks like it's, like, another message there. Is that talking about any type of egress? Like, getting out or anything like that? Or can you even tell?
1: Massacre begins. Ah, okay. That's what it looks like to me.
0: Yeah, you're right. Massacre begins. All right. That um, was kind of scribbly there towards the end. So... You know, basically this person had kind of planned out their day. So I would say that some of the things that we can take away from here are we see the day is kind of normal, wake up, get dressed, eat breakfast. Um, you know, if you have someone that is always kind of recluse, disconnected from the family or whatever, and now suddenly they're like really attached, really like you see these like, like crazy changes in behavior like red flag. You know, getting obviously getting personal effects together, etc. You know, that's also a red flag for like suicide things like that. Um, makes sense, and so obviously this person already had weapons, access to weapons and stuff.
1: That so down at the bottom, it kind of looks like the times were changed on there.
0: Yeah, looks it got behind on like, the schedule, maybe.
1: Yeah, like in that time that when they were getting ready to go in, that they. Sat there and had some second guesses, you know, and then they started scribbling and writing all that shit there at the end. That's why it gets really sloppy.
0: Well, and also that that second thing with the second guesses, imagine if security showed up there and just, like, walked into the building to say, like, hello. Mm-hmm. Like, you have now, like, brought them back into reality to where they're now going to make a different decision. They may make the same decision, but likely not the case if mm-hmm. they just watched someone that's going to interrupt their plan walk into the building and imagine if that family came home and was like, whoa, wait a minute. I just, like, why are all their possessions this way? And now they start a conversation. I mean, like, there's so many things that it's easy here with hindsight, right, to look yeah. at. Um, Again, having done these investigations into threat assessment and stuff like that, you do not have this benefit of hindsight. It is so much gray area and so much, like, what if and what could. and And that person
1: may not have had any friends at all. Yeah. You know? they may have just been a complete recluse and like disowned from their family and just not a part of any society at all.
0: So, um, before, before the, the kill, the, before the killing, it's dated, um, September 3rd of 23. It, I want to read this because, um, it's, it's got some pretty bad language. Um, and I'll have to make sure that I note that, and when I release the podcast, that it has explicit language. Um, but I just want to read it for what it says. There's a lot of people that are bleeping it out. They're they're you know, like they're making it to be where it's um, grayed out or whatever. But I just want to read it for what it is. So this is out of that. It says kill those kids with a bunch of exclamation points and underlines. Those crackers going to private fancy schools with those fancy uh i said i think it says fancy khakis maybe which is k w a k i s khakis i think and sports backpacks with their with their daddy's mustangs and convertibles fuck you little shits i wish to shoot your you weak ass dicks with your mop yellow hair Want to kill all you little crackers, bunch of little faggots with your white privileges. Fuck you, faggots. A lot of rage there. Mm -hmm. Um, Sounds like stuff you used to hear in game chat on Xbox, man. Not anymore with the AI. But, you know, it seems to be there's like a lot of, um, I'm curious as to what's going on there. You know, there definitely seems to be some potential like daddy type issues with their daddies, mustangs, and convertibles. And like, you know, you have the things that, that I want. Or maybe you've identified that there have been some people that have been mean to you in the past that look like that, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, and then the rage started to go from there. And so this is a page that I hadn't seen that I hadn't really read yet. This was dated a- over a month later, which was March 27th of 23. Um, can you see? Can you Google real quick like when this actually occurred? Because I forget. It'd be basically like Tennessee Covenant School, if you want to Google it. Uh, but anyway, this one is dated March 27th of 23, and it says Death Day, and it says, uh, Today is the day. The day has finally come. I can't believe it's here. Don't know how I was able to get this far, but here I am. March 27th. Okay, so this is written same day. I am a little nervous, but excited too. Been excited for the past two weeks. There are several, to- several times I could have been caught, especially back in the summer of 2021. None of that matters now. I'm almost a, almost seven minutes away. Can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm ready. I hope my victims aren't. My only fear is if anything goes wrong. I'll do my best to prevent any of the sort. God, let my wrath take over my anxiety. It might be ten minutes, tops. It might be three to seven. It's gonna be quick. I hope I have a high death count. Ready to die, haha, ha. and then signed. <laughs> So the thing that I want to pull out of here is is like so we talk about I I'd, I'd be interested in seeing what the back in summer of 2021 is because again that could be something that we can learn from. Mm-hmm. You know it, the thing the thing that's important about this data is is when you start going to a judge to ask for search warrants or anything on people like this like their facebook's their their text messages whatever they're going to be like well how do you know and you can say well like the data shown from like these last you know 10 shootings that You know, this is a huge red flag. This is a huge red flag. And you start to like put all this stuff together that they might say that you have enough probable cause to get a search warrant. That doesn't mean that you can necessarily arrest them, right? But you can at least maybe get some information that can help you be proactive. You
1: may find receipts for guns or something like that.
0: But I think that this flow of information is somewhat a part of the system and also somewhat intentional um, because I think the people that have agendas at the top, the highest levels of our government that want control. Obviously, they don't want you and I to have guns because that means we can fight back. Um, and also, if they can keep the violence going, they are the ones that can say, well, I'm the government. Look at the, all the violence. I have the Kool-Aid. I'm selling what can fix the problem. And so now you get people to buy in more on uh, your buying your Kool-Aid to fix the problem. But this this would have been phenomenal information to have. Across all of these active um killer incidences where we can now start to gather the data to figure out how we keep this from happening. And so that's why I just really wanted to It's just a sad, sad it.
1: deal. Just that the how the mental health system has failed that person. I actually read something when I just read that about how they had been that person had been being treated for mental disorders and stuff
0: yeah. recently. Well, but then you further them, excuse me, you further them down the path by allowing them to be delusional and say that they're a gender that they're not.
1: Well, yeah, and it also depends on the, the therapist that they were going to or like the type of treatment they were getting, you know, because if someone was like saying, yes, 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 you're right, you know, like you're fine, this and that, then maybe like that is a failure of that individual.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's kind of like when you go doctor shopping. Mm-hmm. I think you can find a therapist that will tell you what you want to hear. Yeah, yeah. You, can. you know, there are therapists out there, like like Mike Cressy said, that like he went to that psychologist before he had his gender reassignment surgery that basically he's like, I knew what to say. I knew all the right things to say, and I just told him that, and then they signed off on it, you know, like. yeah it's it's just like those things like if if you if you want to get better at life you've made a decision you're gonna do it mm-hmm. uh, if you want to kill yourself and you've made the decision you're gonna do it like if you want to better your business and make more money like you're gonna find ways to do it if you want to be lazy and play video games all day that's what you're gonna do so it's not really it's more on in my opinion I think it'd be more on parents yeah not the government not the system not you know, you cannot allow your children to live a delusion.
1: What started that snowball rolling h- yes. downhill, you know? Yeah.
0: You know, and then when you see these warning signs, like, I'm not saying shun your child, hate your child, tell them that they're this biggest piece of crap on earth. That's not at all what I'm advocating for. But I'm advocating for, you know, a back-to-basics parents, like, a, like no, like, you, you are a male, you know, you are a female. Like, yeah. You know, and just making sure to give them just the love and the guidance, especially in those first formative two years of their life, two to four years that they need um, to, you know, grow and be a productive member.
1: They're learning enough as it is, like they're confused and absolutely everything, asking questions, you know, like giving them the right guidance in that time is if, you know, like if you raise them that way and then when they turn 20, they decide, hey. Like, this isn't right. That's... To me, they're mature enough to make that decision at that time. I'm not saying it's right. But it's not being enforced as a child, you know?
0: Well, we've talked about it many times. And there's just, like... Not even just, like, just if you're uh, uh, a not-present parent. that Every kid's going to be an active killer. That's not what I'm saying. But there's just... uh, you know, I've said it many times, if if you just have everyone step up in their little corner, you know, like with me being sheriff, I want to step up in my little corner of Rice County and try mm-hmm. to do the right thing. But I'm also stepping up in my corner of my family and trying to do the right thing. Like, that's my little corner. That's what I'm in control of. And like, if everybody would step up in their little corner and just, you know, parent, right, and support their parent and or support their children and not support them in their delusions.
1: I, re- I really think that that is the the core of the majority of the issues we are fighting in our country today honestly i really do
0: well look how easy it is to get divorces mm-hmm. and like just move on and you know you got a dating app you find someone else you bang them you don't and then you leave then you date them you bang them okay never mind didn't like that one and you lather rinse repeat and then, oh man now i found this one and then you know you have someone else coming into your relationship that you don't know him really you know, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And, I mean, it's just it's just so many layers to that onion. I could just keep going and going and going.
1: <laughs> Nick's out here just roasting my dating life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, it's, it's one of those things where I, I also see in families where, you know, a quote-unquote father figure ventures in that was also victimized as a child, and now they're victimizing another person's children.
1: Yep. You become your parent unless you blatantly try to well and they're also using those good and bad
0: yeah they're also using those dating apps to get at kids Mm -hmm. like if i if i date the mom quote unquote whatever now i have access to kids and now i can start grooming them so and that's not what you're doing no (laughs) and so uh it's just a it's just a a multi-layered thing like I, i was watching this thing on instagram the other day and he said can you imagine if 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 we took everything out of the Bible except what it says about sexuality and sex and all that other kind of stuff, like like everything else is gone out of the Bible except that. He goes, think of all the problems that can be solved. He's like, pornography's gone. He goes, you have more monogamy, means you're, you're not sleeping around. You don't have adultery. Um, human trafficking is no longer a thing. I no longer have child pedophilia. I no longer have rape all those things he goes just imagine the things in society that we can change based solely on sexuality and i kind of thought to myself i'm like whoa no wonder the people at hand are using sexuality to make that change i'm like look at all the things that can go bad right Mm -hmm. if you're just a slave to pleasure pleasure do whatever it is that the whims of that your brain want it's fine you're accepted right so now we have an increase in pornography, human trafficking, pedophilia, rape. You know, and it's all just tied together. And it's all chi- tied to the together with the pleasures of sex. Mm-hmm. And one of the many reasons that we need to not be devoid of the truth and the light, which is the, the Gospels of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and the Bible as a whole. So um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about that. I will say kind of some good news now that we've kind of gone through the uh, d- down down and dirty. <laughs> YouTube magically decided to uh, reinstate our YouTube page
1: for one episode until we uh, until this one.
0: One, until this one comes out, and I've got you know I'm I'm the algorithm catches that I said the word faggots, and it'll probably uh, isolate me again and be banned. But so it was it was time. nice it was nice. while well, well, you guys got to hear us on YouTube. Um, but yeah, it was interesting because I did not submit an appeal or anything. I just got an email like a day or two ago. Mm -hmm. Oh, hey, by the way, our bad. We reinstated you. I was like, what? That's peculiar. That is weird. I didn't think you did that kind of thing. Like, why? Maybe because they're finding out that what we said about J6 was true. Oh, now we're definitely going to be banned. (laughs) Yep, we're done. We're gonna get nuked.
1: Podbean's gonna ban us now. No more podcasts.
0: That's fine. We'll just uh, we'll just hit up Andy and be like, hey, yo, we got banned. Can we get on your podcast platform and use it to distribute?
1: Get on the Open Radio. Yeah. <laughs> hey,
0: Eagle Radio. Is it cool if we get on there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that we would definitely not, you know, <laughs> violate any FCC rules or anything like that in the course of what we say. Never. So, did you want to talk about that stuff, or you, you think you're going to wait for another time? We'll wait for another time. Okay. Well, we definitely hit our uh, to the point uh, time limit. Yep. Anything else you want to say, there, man? I kind of took nothing it over. for me. No, it was a I've good been, one. I've been I mean, thinking about it for a while. So,
1: one of these days, we'll talk about a lot of this stuff. For the coalition. I just need to collect my thoughts and this. So, I I recently became. I was promoted, I guess, asked to be the vice president of the coalition and I accepted the offer. Um, Cheryl was the president. She actually just got a national nomination for, from some deal on being a advocate, like a national advocacy deal. It's kind of cool. But um, I just, uh, you know, talking about being excellent in your corner, that kind of thing. That's one of the things that I'm really trying to do with the coalition and trying to bring people along with because I you know, I think that it's not like cannabis is the end all be all, solve all the answers kind of deal, but to me it's in Kansas it's like one of the last states. It's like one of the last battlegrounds for the right leaning conservatives to really fight on cannabis and it is an uphill battle um for us advocating for a a, like a a product or a a bill that is going to make sense for kansans for patients for tax dollars you know like that's what we want we don't want anything crazy we don't want to like advocate for something that's going to be where there's only two growers in the state you know like we want a bill that makes sense and we want to use research from other states that have bills that have worked that haven't worked. And, you know, let's why can't we have out of the 38 states that have passed something the best bill? You know, because there's so much information out there. It's just mind boggling to me.
0: Yeah. Well, like we said in the podcast with her, that you can learn from their lessons. Yeah. And make something good. Yep. I mean, let's face it, it's government. It's not going to be the perfect solution. But Yeah.
1: And, you know, I just challenge people to, uh, get involved, whether that is like with someone like the coalition or a group that I just recently joined here. Hutch is a young professionals of Reno County, um, or whether that's your chambers, just get out there and go talk to people and be a part of your community and help out volunteer. You know, it's, there's a lot of volunteer opportunities this time of year with it being Christmas time. And I just challenge people to get out there and go, um, spend some time, helping other people. So that's basically all I got right now. And we'll, we'll talk more in depth about some of this coalition stuff here probably once after the first of the year when uh session starts again, but all right. that's all I got after you, sir. Sounds good. Well, I, uh, we appreciate you guys listening and we thank you for the likes and the shares and for following us uh for over two years now it's you know it means a lot to us um we just we're just going to keep grinding and pushing and we hope you guys do the same if you guys leave us a share review that goes a long way so other people can hear us and we can uh, get the message out we appreciate everybody and hope you have an awesome week
0: catch up with you guys next time